and welcome to Climbing Consulting with me, your host, Nick Sinnott. Today's episode is another solo episode. I've had some great feedback on the previous two solo episodes that I've done, and a number of you have asked for more. So thank you to those who have reached out to me, who have told me what you would like to hear. And hopefully today's episode gives you that. Today's episode is a request I've had from a number of people, and it's my advice and my thoughts on networking. It's one of those buzzwords. If you've just started a graduate scheme or if you've ever done a grad scheme, it is one of the first slides that you'll get in training. It's usually around the same time as you learn about rapport. Both are really critical skills. Both are taught awfully on most grad schemes. Usually you're just told, go and network. It's a great thing to do and very little else. So today is all about networking and I'm going to cover a number of topics. So I'm going to look at, firstly, why is networking important? I know from a number of conversations I've had, people have quite a mixed view on networking. So some people think it's great. Some people absolutely hate it and think it is self-promotion or it's sleazy or it's playing politics and people, some, as I say, some people have quite an aversion to it. I think it's a critical skill. It's a massively powerful thing for your career, and I, I'm going to talk about that. I'm then going to touch on how to get over your fear of networking. So many people who say they don't like it, if you dig down, that, that comes to a fear. They don't know what to say. They don't know how to do it. They're scared of getting it wrong. And once we've overcome that, I'll look at some specific tips about how you can build your network internally. And I'm going to share my advice from my time in consulting, particularly around how you can build a senior network. So as a junior person, how you can build a network with those more senior in your firm. I'll then look at how you can build your external network. And finally, talk about actually how you can get the most value from your network. And for any of you who hate networking, think it's sleazy, and have just heard me say that and think, oh God, Nick's going to tell me to use all of the people I meet and bombard them with emails. It's completely the opposite. And I will tell you all about that right at the end, because I think just like any relationships, people in your network will help you and you will help them. But if you do go to the extremes and you do take advantage, you will get burnt. And that is something I'll cover towards the end. So let's jump straight in. Why is networking important? Well, ultimately, network is its a phrase I heard from actually a, a chap who does podcast himself called Rob Moore, which is your network is your net worth. It sounds really cheesy, but in essence, the people you know determine how well you do. We've all heard the phrase... It's not what you know, it's who you know. And that is, without going into too many specificities, that is pretty much true. If you can be the smartest person in the world, you can be the leading expert on a topic, you can have loads of letters after your name, but if you don't know the right people to get that message out to or who can help you get that message out, it doesn't matter. Likewise, there are many people who probably aren't as well qualified or aren't as bright or haven't got as many letters after their name who have done much better because they've built the relationships, they've built their network, they know the right people, and they've been able to put the right things in front of them. And that for me is a, a key point and one I'm not going to talk about too much in today's podcast, but the adage of it's who you know, not what you know, is probably wrong as well. It's who you know and what you know. You can know the world leaders of the top 20 most powerful countries in the world, 
But if you've got nothing to add to them, you've got nothing you can bring them, no value to give, it's meaningless. Same in consulting. You might know the CEO of a firm, but if there's nothing that you can share with them, no value, no knowledge, no insights, it doesn't matter. And for those of you who are thinking, well, of course, I've got no insights to share. I am not a 30-year industry veteran. I know nothing. I'll come on to that. So your network determines where you go in your career, how far you go. And it's broader than your career. It might be you want to do something in hobbies. You might want to do something for charity. Having a big network of people who know other people will always help you do things. It's amazing what happens when you ask for something and you see who comes out of the woodwork, maybe people you've not spoken to for years, who can help you with that thing or know somebody who can help you with that thing. And people are always more generous with their time for someone they know, however tentatively. And that, I've seen people help others and people have helped me and vice versa who I may have only met once. But because you built a connection, however brief, they're willing to help you. It sounds like a bit of a cheesy metaphor, but the way I think of a network is the same as a garden. If you don't plant any seeds in your garden, it's going to look the same next year. It's going to be empty. It's just going to be dirt and a bit of grass. If you start making these relationships early in your career, or even if you're later on in your career, but you want to start now, over time, those relationships will grow. And just like a garden where you plant seeds, they'll flower and continue to grow. And that will help you in your career. There are people you meet now who might be the CEO of a firm in five years' time. There might be people who are the CEO of your firm now who will be the CEO of the firm you want to work for in five years' time. You never know where people are going to go, and you also never know who's going to go there. It could be that the person who's three levels below you is actually going to tear up the ranks and become senior partner in 10 years' time. It's something that, unless you invest that time now, you're going to regret it in the future. If you look at across your firm or you look at partner job descriptions, you'll notice that the ones who do the best are the ones with big networks. And if you look at partner job descriptions, they very often ask for, and they're quite overt about it, a big network. The ones who stagnate, the ones who do not make it to that top level, again, assuming that's your goal, are usually the ones who are stuck in delivery mode and don't have a network to reach out to, to talk about propositions, to talk about sales, to talk about working with on future projects. Something I know Stephen Newton talked about and more with a sales angle. But you can't go out and sell to people if you don't know them. You can, in fact, I, I correct myself, but it's much harder. Consulting is very much about relationships and cold sales are very, very difficult. If you have built your network successfully and cultivated it over time, those relationships will grow. And in five to 10 years time, or even less, when you are looking for people to talk to about your new consulting proposition, your new practice area, the new piece of thought leadership you want to get out, these will be the people you go to and who can help you. So that's why networking is important from a personal perspective, just to give you some insights to, into me. I've actually never got a job through a recruitment firm or through a formal application, except for my graduate scheme. Every other job has come through a referral from my network. I've obviously still had to interview for them and go through the whole process, but I got my foot in the door through my network. Even my first graduate scheme, I found out about the internship because of someone in my network who worked at the firm. They said, you might like this, why don't you apply? I would not have known about it at all if I didn't know them. So hopefully I've now sold you on 
why having a network is important, why networking is important. Fundamentally, it's about getting to know people. And the more people you know, the more chances you can help them and they might be able to help you. But there will probably still be people out there thinking, oh, that's great, Nick, but I hate networking. It's, I don't even know what to say. You've told me I should go out and speak to people. What do I do? I go and have a coffee with them. What should I talk about? I've got nothing to talk about. And that's something I, you hear much more regularly than you would think. I don't know what to say to people. What do I talk about with them? Well, this is where I bring it back to, what do you do when you meet other strangers? Again, because I think when you join a grad scheme, we're conditioned to think that talking to people in work is different. Well, it is to an extent, but you can still talk to each other about hobbies. You can still chat. You'll still find people in a work context who you like, people who you don't like. Talk to people just like you would at a party or, as I'm now in the age of a wedding. It might just be a British thing. And for anyone listening outside of the UK, you can tell me if it's not. But when we meet each other, the first thing we will say to each other after, hi, how are you, is, oh, what do you do? And this is the most common wedding conversation or most common party conversation you'll ever have. So you walk into a dinner party, drinks reception, whatever it is. Oh, hi. Oh, hi, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Oh, so what do you do? And this, most people say it because they don't know what else to say. But this conversation plays out in every social event you'll ever go to. If you're struggling with things to think about, that's really all networking is. Finding out about the other person, seeing if you have things in common, and seeing if you can help each other. At its fundamentals, it's that simple. So if you're thinking, oh gosh, I just, I, I wouldn't even know what to say to someone. Don't think you're networking with someone from work. Just think you're meeting someone new. And I know that distinction sounds quite small, but I think for a lot of people, it's very big. Most people are more than happy to have a conversation with someone on a, in a social setting. Maybe it's someone you meet at a sports club or at a ho other hobby you have, or you meet at a friend's party. It's exactly the same in a business context. And, and very often, the two will overlap. So you might meet someone at a dinner party who is in the same industry or could be a potential client or just frankly has the same hobbies and might know some people. So for those of you worrying about what do I talk about, it's the same as anything else. Speak like you are at a wedding. Ask people what they do. Listen to them. As Suki Thompson said, it's amazing how interesting people can be when you listen. I think very often we all use too much of our mouths and not enough of our ears. And if you actually listen and ask questions, you will find something interesting about someone to talk to. And likewise, when they ask, share what you do. Tell them about your hobbies. Tell them about your work. Develop your elevator pitch if that's what works for you. Or develop a description of the type of work you do or the type of hobbies you have. This will give them a hook. Because ultimately, if they don't know what you do, they can't help you. And if you haven't found out what they do, you can't help them. So hopefully that's helped with getting over your fear of networking. Treat it like any other social interaction at a party or a dinner. Listen, share information about you as well. Make it succinct. Make sure they know about you. And if you get on, well, go out for another coffee. It's as simple as that. Um, but it is amazing how many people find that a real challenge. So go do that. If you're still nervous about networking, and this brings us nicely onto networking internally actually in your firm, a great way to start with this is actually just talking to people at your company events. So if you work in a consulting business, I imagine your company will have drinks events, they will have summer parties, they will have Christmas parties, you'll have client drinks. There's lots of chances to meet people, get to know each other. Use those events as a chance to get over that fear of networking. Go over to people you've never met that aren't in your practice area and introduce yourself. Find out about them. 
you've always got something in common. You've got the fact you work at the same firm. You know some of the same people. That should instantly bring down the barriers, stop any nervousness, stop any awkwardness, and give you something to talk about. If you really can't think of anything, talk about the people you know or the projects you're working on or why your company could pay you more. Everyone loves to moan about things their company do wrong. Maybe talk about why the dress code isn't like you'd want or why the office hasn't been refurbished or if the office has been refurbished, how nice it looks. Use those events as a a way to overcome that fear of networking and getting to know people. I used to go to plenty of these events and it's very easy just to chat with your friends or colleagues that you know well, have a couple of drinks and not talk to anyone new. If you want to improve your networking and it is a challenge for you, use those events as a sandbox, as the best place to test out different styles, approaches, what works for you, what you find works for others. It's very hard to go wrong. So that's a nice segue, as I said, into internal networking. And I want to touch on how to, particularly for those of you who are more junior, develop your senior network. So I am a big believer that you learn quickest by learning from those at the top who have done it. I think it's Tony Robbins who says success leaves clues. And if you look at and watch the most senior people in your firm, you will start to identify trends and patterns in what they do, how they do it, that you can begin to emulate. So I'm a massive believer in finding senior mentors or senior people to learn from. And this is a key part of networking. So how to network with senior people? Well, the first step is identify who you want to speak to or who you want to get to know and why do you want to get to know them. So it's very easy and I'll say I was in a mid-sized firm, so it's maybe different for a big firm, but it's very easy just to say, I want to get to know all the partners. And you could do that over time. But to start with, who is it you want to get to know? Is it the people who lead your practice? Is it a partner who leads an area you're really interested in or a client account manager uh, who's working on a really interesting client that you want to learn more about and maybe, maybe get on at some point? Find that person or people and then, frankly, just reach out to them. Drop them a message. Internally, you've got such a permission to speak to anyone you want. If you listen back to Mohammed Mansour's episode, he highlighted that's how he changed industry sector, which ultimately led to all of the life events that led to him becoming the managing partner of Beringa. He reached out to someone and said, I'm interested in the new sector you're working on. Can we have a chat? As simple as that. And that would be the key piece of advice I'd give you. If there's someone you want to speak to, drop them a message or go up to them in the office. I always remember I had a junior colleague once who asked me about a partner that I knew quite well. And he he wanted to speak to him. He wanted to get his guidance on a project. And he said, oh, Nick, I, I'm really keen to get this guy's advice, but I, he seems really serious. He's really senior. I just, I just don't know what, how to approach him. And my advice was very simple. Just go up to him. I actually, I knew the partner very well and I knew he would love this sort of request. Just go up to him and just, just say you want to get 15 minutes to, to get some feedback from him. And I caught up with the partner about a month later. And the first thing he said to me, he didn't know I had any part to play in this. But the first thing he said to me was that this junior consultant had gone over to him and asked him. And that he he really appreciated that because he loved giving advice and helping junior colleagues. And that brings me on to the, the next part of this, which is, you know who you want to speak to. You know how to do it, which is ask. But do think about what you're asking for. Senior people's time is precious. Why... Do you want to talk to them? Why should they talk to you? So in this instance, in this example, the junior colleague wanted feedback and advice from the partner. He wanted that mentorship. He wanted that feedback that would help him improve. Ultimately, what is it 
in it for the senior person you're trying to network with. And again, if you're listening to this, you're junior and thinking, well, I've got nothing to add to that partner. He's got 30 years experience. He knows everything about the industry. Well, maybe think about what else do they want? So in this example, a great one is most people have got to where they've got to with the help of others and therefore want to pay it forwards. They want to help those who are more junior than them succeed. That mentorship is a really strong pull for most people. And that doesn't matter if you're a manager reaching out to a partner, maybe an analyst to a partner, even an analyst to a manager, whichever, whatever the relationship is. More junior to more senior, the more senior person will always be happy to meet up to share their advice, to share their story, to share how you can do what maybe what you've done on a project better. Most people will make time for that. Likewise, if someone is running a client account and you are really interested in that client, what's in it for that person? Maybe you're interested in finding out because you want to help grow that client or you're interested in moving into that practice area. So that's a great new recruitment angle for them. Or maybe you know some other people in the industry that you want to find out about the industry, so maybe you can introduce them. Again, all of these are ways to help the person you're networking with. And that's a, it's a fundamental point on networking that's worth touching on. It's like all relationships, what can you give to the other person? How are you helping them? Anything where it's take, take, take is going to uh, disappear very quickly or is going to be met with a lot of resistance. Whereas if you go in showing what's for the other person or sharing what it is you want to help them with, people are going to be much more receptive. Now, you've now had the first meeting, you've got some time with the partner, you had a really good session with them, and you're probably thinking, Nick, well, I, I really get on with this partner and I want to spend some more time with them. I want to learn from them. I want to watch them up close. I want to see how they do what they do so I can emulate it. Well, again, it comes back to what can you do for them? So maybe there's things that they need doing. And it could be simple things like admin. It could be finishing off slide decks. It could be updating logs or spreadsheets. Anything you can do like that helps them and therefore you get close to them. One example of this, and for those of you who are more junior listening, thinking I've got absolutely nothing I can add while listening to my podcast and flicking through your Instagram feed, your Facebook feed, your Twitter feed, social media is a massive value add that a lot of senior consultants either don't have time for or don't understand. I know one friend of mine who was a very, very junior consultant at her firm who was helping the global head of one of their service lines, having regular interactions with this global head when she was, I think, an analyst level, maybe consultant. And that was simply because she offered to help this senior leader with her Twitter. The senior leader didn't have time to do it. The senior leader didn't really know how to do it and didn't want to be sat there for two hours a day or an hour a day or whatever it was, retweeting and tagging things. But through doing that, my friend got phenomenal access and built a phenomenal network with this person who was then able to help her in the future. So to that point of what value can you add if you're trying to build your network and help others in doing so, think about things that you have maybe because of your experience of Instagram or your experience of Facebook or LinkedIn that can really help the partner or director that you want to get to know. Thinking of it that way around is always going to be more successful than thinking of it, what's in it for me? And it's worth saying with all of this, it might be that you meet with that partner once and you don't see them again for a few months. There's absolutely no problem and it's a great way to keep cultivating your network. Just touching in, drop people an email every three, six months and just say, how you been? I haven't heard from you for a while. 
this is what I've been up to. If it was someone senior who's speaking to you, drop them a message and say, thanks for the advice. Since then, I have implemented the three steps you told me, and it's really helped on this client. Or I got a great review in my mid-year appraisal because of what you told me. People will respond really well to this, and it will just help cement those relationships. And just because you don't speak to someone very often doesn't mean that you're not going to speak to them for a long time. It comes back to the garden. You might see someone once every six months or speak to them once every six months, but you might know them for 10 years. And you'll be having very different conversations with them in 10 years than you are now. Hopefully that's helped those of you who are looking to build internal networks at the senior levels, particularly if you're looking to get more advice or mentorship as part of your career, or just want to build a good network. You know, you can use this approach to get to know as many of the senior or more junior people in your firm as you want to. And I highly recommend networking internally because just like everything else, if people don't know who you are and what you're good at, you're going to miss out on opportunities. We've all heard people talked about negatively and there are people who go over the top and who do play politics. And I'd never, never recommend that. I know it's something Stephen Newton highlighted as a real negative and I agree with him. But equally, if you're in a firm of even 500 people, if you aren't known, how are people going to give you the opportunities you want? If I don't know that you want to do a specific type of work or that you're really interested in a specific client, how do I know how to help you? And that's what it comes back to. So that's networking internally. How to network externally. So half of this is building your network in your firm. The other half is building it in the industry or with clients or with people you might want to work with in the future. Now, I'm going to come at this very much from an industry focus. I know some consultancies are industry agnostic up until sort of senior grades, mid-senior grades. I come at this from a view that you're working in an industry sector or a service line and you, you want to build your network there. So the first thing, and if you are in a big city, so for those of you listening in London, you have absolutely no excuse. Go on meetup.com or frankly, just go on Google and put in your industry plus networking event. So if you work in financial services, let's say you work in insurance. It's the industry I've spent most of my career in. If you go insurance plus networking event or insurance plus young networking event, insurance plus young professionals, you will find a load of networking events. They might not all be right for you, but you will find a ton of them. Go to some of these. Go along, meet some other people, listen to some interesting talks, get talking to people after the talk, and like I said at the start, find out about them, tell them about you. And if there's people that you enjoy speaking with, and I I do really want to drive that point home, that this all does come back to you enjoy speaking to them and there's something you can do together. I think exclusively doing something because someone might be able to help you with something, it's not going to lead to long-term success. But if you enjoy speaking to someone, great. That's the first tick. And if there's something you might be able to do in work or you have a similar area of focus or just in a similar industry, that's the second tick. So go to these networking events, get to know people, get speaking to them, follow up again. The key thing with networks and building your network is follow up. It doesn't matter if you speak to someone once a year, but just touching base with them and saying, oh, how are you? What's been going on? Or I'm in the area. Do you fancy a coffee? Will pay dividends in the future. Most people have a load of people they've met like you. They've got friends. They've got family. They don't want to be out having coffees with consultants every hour of every day. But equally, everybody likes to feel appreciated. If you've read 
Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People, which I recommended in my last solo episode. He talks a lot about this. People do see themselves as the most important thing in the world. And people like it when others acknowledge that. And how do you acknowledge that? Well, you reach out to them and say, I haven't seen you for a while. How's things going with you? That makes people feel important and that makes them like you. Again, that was a probably an awful, awful synopsis of Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People. But if you've not read it, go and read it. it applies equally to this as everything else. So you've got the external events. The other thing that you may want to think about, and it's something that I did with some colleagues um, when I was back in consulting, is actually create your own networking event. If you want to meet people in the industry in your sector, let's say, why not create an event? It's a great way to bring people to you. It's a great way to meet new people. It's a great way to meet senior people because you can get them in to speak at the event. It's a great way to meet people on your own level who are doing interesting things because, believe it or not, the people who go to networking events in the evening, instead of going to the pub or going home to watch Netflix, are probably the ones who are more driven and therefore probably the ones who are going to, in 10 years' time, be further ahead in their careers. So if you're looking to meet like-minded people who may be in very senior positions in five to 10 years' time, going to networking events or bringing people to your own networking event is a great way to do it. And like I say, your own networking event is a great way to get to know internal partners because you'll be asking them for speakers. It's a great way to get to know senior executives in the industry because they'll be speaking. And it's a great way to build a bit more of a reputation for yourself and get people coming to you for coffees and networking because you're doing something interesting. You're doing something different. And if you go and run that event, I can almost guarantee you that you will get people in your firm and people outside wanting to catch up with you. So they're starting to, they see you as someone they want to build a relationship with and have in their network. So great way to grow that external network. On projects, just follow the same rules. Get to know the people who are on your project team from a more of a sales perspective. Get to know the PMO, get to know the PAs. PAs are If you don't know already, they are the gatekeepers to all executives in a business, and they can make your life very easy or very hard. If you get on the wrong side of them, it can slow your project down tremendously. It can make your life very difficult. If you're on the right side of them, they can make miracles happen. They can help find meeting rooms when there are none. They can help you get hold of execs when they're booked up for months. Getting to know the PAs and starting to build your network with their network will help you exponentially on any project you're on. Same with the PMO. Now, I would usually say, and actually I would say, there's nothing wrong with going out and networking with clients and senior executives at a client if your project allows it. So if you're working on a project with a senior stakeholder, why not get to know them? Go out for a coffee. Again, just like doing it internally in a consultancy, how can you help them? What are they struggling with? Maybe they need a little bit of extra work on your project or something outside your project. Why don't you help them? Again, it helps build that relationship. And at the same time, tell them what you're interested in. Maybe they're the head of change and actually you're really interested in something they're doing in IT. Let's just say robotics. Maybe they've hired a new head of robotics and you're really interested in that. And that could be from a personal career perspective. It could be from building a consulting sale out of. But tell them about that. Say do you know, you know, would they be interested in meeting? The nice thing is you're done sparingly. Clients are usually quite happy to go for coffee. Obviously, you don't want to be having coffee all day, every day, because clients will wonder what they're paying you for. But done the right way, most clients are more than happy to go out for a quick drink or a quick lunch or a quick coffee. And again, if you're dealing with senior clients and you're more junior, the same applies as internally. They will most likely, and this isn't a hard and fast rule, but in general, 
they will want to give back. They will want to share their advice, share their tips and guidance that you can apply. So use the same tools as internally. Focus on those key stakeholders of the PMO, the PAs, and then the senior executives you want to interact with. So you've done all of this. You've got over your fear of networking. You've networked internally. You now know all of the partners in your firm. You have gone out externally. You may have even created your own networking event. You have got to know all the PAs on your project. You've got to know the senior executives at the firm. Now what? How do you actually get the most value out of your network? Well, I will say, and I've said it a few times, but a lot of this comes down to building slowly. So it might be that you don't actually ask someone for anything for years. It might be actually that you've met someone you really get on, but you never ask them for anything. They never ask you. And you just meet up for coffee now and again because you get on. You both like playing rugby or watching rugby and you like having a chat about it. And that's absolutely fine. But if there are things you want or you just want to develop more of that relationship with people in your network, firstly, how can you help them? So always be thinking about how can you help the other person? This should be your first port of call, no matter whether there is something you think they can do for you or not. If you help people, it's amazing how that comes back to you. What, you know, whether you believe in religion or the universe or whatever, it is amazing how if you help people, people help you. So always think about with people you've met, who can you introduce them to? If someone works in a particular industry or is interested in a particular area, can you introduce them to someone in that area? If someone comes to you and says, oh, I'm really interested in becoming a consultant, can you take them out for breakfast or a coffee and tell them everything you know? You know, Can you share your knowledge on consulting? What can you do to help someone else? Maybe it's a senior partner and they just need someone to come and take minutes for a meeting or just finish off a slide deck. How can you help other people? This does two things. One, it strengthens your relationship with that person, but it also helps build your reputation as someone who helps other people. And that reputation is always going to stand you in good stead. So that's the first piece. Firstly, before even thinking about what you can get from your network, how can you help them? Help others and you'll be amazed what happens. The second point, and it sounds so obvious, but it's amazing how few people are willing to do it, is ask people. Ask the people that you've got to know for something, if they can help you. And when I say this, and again, just a sort of key tactical thing, if you're thinking of going out to your network and saying, I want a new job, it is you are always likely to get a better response asking for advice than asking for a thing. It's the old Silicon Valley phrase, if you ask for money, you get advice. If you ask for advice, you get money. If you go up to someone and say, I want a job, can you offer me a job? That's going to start an awkward conversation. It'll put them on the spot. And they'll go, oh, I don't really want to speak to this person again because last time they doorstepped me and it was really awkward. And again, this might just be a British thing, but we don't like saying no. We don't like conflict or confrontation and we prefer to ignore people who cause that. So don't be that person. But if you are looking for a new job, let's run with the example. Go and ask your network, do you know anyone looking for junior consultants in this service line? Do you know anyone looking for target operating model design consultants? Do you know any good target operating model design consultancies that are hiring? You would be amazed what your network can help you with and who they can connect you with. And that's the, the biggest part of this is the network effect that we've all heard about is a multiplier. If you know 10 people, each one of them know 10 people. So you've just multiplied your network by 90 people, no, 100, 100 more people. My maths isn't what it should be today. So instantly, you've 10x'd your network by knowing 10 people or 10x'd your reach. So if you know 100 people, your reach is actually 10 times that 
because each of the people you know will know 10 people. And that's the power of networking, is if you build those relationships and you ask, I'm looking for a new role. Do you know anyone who might want my skills? Or we're selling this new proposition. Do you know any firms that might be interested? Might be the person directly in your network, or it might be the person they spoke to last night who was telling them how they needed a new target operating model designed, but they just don't know which firm to go to. That is is the power of networking. And it's worth saying here, use this sparingly. If you do it too much, people will begin to see you as someone who does a lot of asking and not a lot of giving. And eventually they will get tired and frankly cut you off. Likewise, don't give and expect to receive. This isn't some sort of Christmas party where I give you a present and you give me one. If you go into a relationship like that, again, people will feel slightly cheated. They will feel like you have only done something for them to get something. And again, that will get a negative response that will end up damaging your relationship and won't help you in the long term. Always be sparing. Always use your judgment. A number of my guests have talked about emotional intelligence. So Matt Chung, Minestra Bamputra, highlighted it's a key skill, and it is. It's the same here. Use that emotional intelligence. There'll be people in your network who you can ask for quite a bit of, or you can ask for some big things. There'll be people in your network who you probably never want to ask for something from because it'll damage the relationship. Be mindful of that, but don't be shy when it's right, when it might add value to that person, or when it just helps you and you feel the time is right to ask them for something. And that's how you maximize value from your network, by helping others and by asking for help. Hopefully that has helped you. Hopefully these tips have been useful and are things you can go and apply in your own career with your own network. And again, this can be in work, this can be outside of work, but hopefully this helps you understand how to build your network. So as I say, get over that fear, try doing some dry runs internally in company networking events, company events, understand that networking is the same as meeting anyone in any other setting, be it a dinner party, be it a wedding, be interested. It's the Suki Thompson point, Be interested and you will find people interesting. If you want to get ahead internally and you want to network with partners, you want to network with the senior people in your firm to learn from them, go out, ask them. Most people will give you their time. Just make sure that you're clear on what's in it for them. And like I say, that doesn't have to be explicit, but make sure you're clear. It could be them giving mentorship and advice, which they like. It could be you offering to help with a project. And I do reiterate, There are a lot of skills that even the more junior consultants have that senior people will want and will take your help from. And then that gives you time with them to interact with them, learn from them and watch them up close, which will be phenomenally valuable to your career. Externally, get yourself to networking events, create networking events, learn the stakeholders on your project, get to know people just as you would internally, build those relationships. And finally, help other people. Do that and you will help yourself. I hope you found this useful. As I say, I've got a number of solo episodes lined up. Still got a huge number of great interviews. I'm really excited about the interviews I've got coming up. I've had some fantastic guests. I've got some more fantastic guests. And I want to continue giving you great mentors and great guests to learn from. But do let me know what you thought of this. You know, was this useful? I'm trying to play around with this format. Some of these are going to be longer. Some of these are going to be shorter. Was this advice useful for you? Did this help you? If you've tried some of these techniques, these tactics, let me know how they worked. Did it help? Did it work for you? My email is nick at climbinconsulting.com. Drop me an email. Thank you to all of you who have already. I love receiving feedback. It means a lot. 
when I put these podcasts out, it's me and my laptop. So I, I'm not doing this in front of anyone. I don't get any live feedback. So it's great to actually get some messages from all of you listening. If there's anything you want me to cover on these solo episodes or any guests that you think would be really interesting for the podcast or you would like to hear from, maybe it's a senior person in your firm, or maybe you are senior. Maybe you're running your own consulting firm and think you might be a good fit. Just drop me a message and we can have a chat. Hope you've enjoyed that. Hope you enjoy the rest of your week. Thanks a lot. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Climb in Consulting podcast. If you did, I would be very grateful if you could leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or your podcast platform of choice, whichever one you may be using. And please also share this with anyone that you think could benefit from hearing today's interview. If you want to get in touch or give me any feedback about the podcast, please feel free to drop me an email. It's nick at climbinconsulting.com and I look forward to hearing from you.